0: Is today your best day ever? Now you've got to answer that as we keep moving. We're going to find out how it should be your best day ever. This is Now Tell Us. I'm your host, Anthony Mwerore. At Now Tell Us, we have guests can come and tell us stories. They come and inspire us, educate us on a subject. And always we have great guests who come here. When I say always, Today, we have a great guest who's known as Scott White. He's going to be here shortly to just tell us how to be happy, how to be having our best days every single day. I'm excited about this. I like being happy. I like joy. And uh, yeah, let's find out more from him. And before we go to meet him, please remember to share this episode with all your friends. If you have a question, as we are going on, please ask. If you have any comment to make on our podcast, we love feedback. We thank you in advance. And now, why don't you join me as we go together to meet Scott? Here we go. hello Scott how are you I'm fine how are you I'm wonderful thank you yeah good to have you here pleasure to be here yeah are you happy today
1: I'm happy every day
0: every day you are happy
1: (laughs) I'm happy every day like everyone else in life I have setbacks I have disappointments I have things that don't work out but I find a way to find happiness gratefulness and positivity
0: every day wow that's good that's wonderful from which part of the world are you I am on the East Coast of the United States, just outside of
1: New York City right now. And how's the weather? Cold. Um, it's it's uh, we got a little bit of snow for the first time in a while yesterday, and it's cold and icy out.
0: Hmm. Okay. Hope you're keeping keeping yourself hot or warm or rather?
1: I am. As I look out, i'm I'm enjoying the the fresh snow. you know, we, like I said, we haven't really had a lot of snow over the last. I think the headline in today's newspaper said, this is our most significant snow in 701 days. So we haven't had a lot of snow in the last couple of years. By the way, it's not a lot of snow. We're just talking about a a couple of inches, but um, it is our first real snow in a couple of years.
0: That's good. So we are glad to have you here, Scott White. The life is too short guy. Ah, Life is too short guy. (laughs) That sounds interesting. How how did that come to be who why are you the life is too short guy
1: so it came about during COVID. i'd say uh it was probably 2020 i started working with a new coach a career coach an executive coach Uh, his name is kevin i talk about Mm -hmm. him in the book and and you know i met kevin for our first session he asked me a bunch of questions and then i filled out some assessments after our first session and then we hopped on a zoom like this for our second session And he started exactly this way. I remember he literally did this. He's like, dude, you are Mr. Life is Too Short guy. Everything's rah-rah, positive, get it done, hurry up. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that's right. I never really thought of it that way. That's who I am. That's my personality. But I never thought of it in the terms of Mr. Life is Too Short guy. And I, I mentioned it to my wife that night. And she said to me, maybe that's the book you always wanted to write. And I'm like, what would that be? book be about, Mr. Life is Too Short Guy. And, you know, she planted the seed and then watered the seed a little bit and and kept sort of like, oh, you know, maybe there's a book in there. And I started working on it in um, let's see, early twenty twenty one. And it lasted a couple of weeks. So I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what this is going to be about or where i'm going to go with it and then early in 2022 i i went all in i committed and i created the book that that is today called the life is too short guy strategies to make every day the best day ever and i branded myself as the life is too short guy and my philosophy is litzig l-i-t-s-g life is too short guy or litzig and throughout the book i tell about uh my life philosophy on making every day the best day ever
0: wow that's interesting The life is too short, guy. And uh, we are glad for your wife and ladies, women, wives. They are known to be people who water dreams and make them happen. No doubt. uh, (laughs) We are are thankful to your wife that made you come up with a book. And here we have it. And uh, the life is too short, guy, is something that we are going to find out deeper. We're going to dig deeper and find out uh, because the world today is not such an interesting place and, and I you you had in the beginning I mean you told us that uh, you also have challenges you've uh, just as a human being any other person that is working on the planet you experience your lows but then you find your way out so we're gonna find out how because uh, the weather being what it is cold and the climate being i mean we are always uh, hearing some negative things around uh please tell us a few things that would make us just be happy any single day sure so um
1: anthony there, there are 10 principles associated with the life is too short guy or litzig and the mm-hmm. principles are intended to be um guides it's a road map to making every day the best day ever and the beauty of it is for your viewers right now, for people that read the book, some of the principles work for you and maybe some of them don't. Mm-hmm. The, the overarching theme is that you could take bits and pieces, see what works for you, use some of the tools. And if you could make your life a little bit happier and then impact other people, and make their lives a little bit happier, that's really what I'm set at, setting out to do. It's not a massive sort of change your whole attitude, your whole philosophy, your whole perspective on life. It's not some esoteric academic theory. This is day-to-day blocking and tackling. This is living in the moment and making the most of, of every minute. So, so I'll walk you through a couple of the principles and, and slow me down if you want me to talk about any of them. So the, the first one, I'd say the foundational principle, the one through line that you pull through the book is attitude is everything the power of positivity. So attitude is everything, the power of positivity. And I, I don't think people truly reflect and understand how much your attitude impacts your view of the world around you. If mm. I were to You Anthony, um, you got a new car, you got a new boat, you got a new house, you got a new job, you got a new, you got a, a big pay raise. Okay. Five mm. amazing things. Or unfortunately, we all deal with setbacks. You you had to deal with an illness in your family or a death or divorce or or something that that is generally perceived to be negative. What percent of your long-term, not in the moment, long-term happiness do you think is directly correlated to these external factors? Hmm. New car, divorce, long-term happiness, what percent?
0: Oh, long-term yeah. happiness. That's a that's a hard question for me. <laughs>
1: oh, you think it's 50? More or less than 50%. How about that?
0: Um, okay, let's say 50% because... 50%. I'm, okay, yeah. a lot of people mm.
1: latch on to that. So the answer is, and, and there are a number of studies that I talk about in the book, 10%. 10% of your overall happiness is tied to the external world around you. Now, 50% of your overall happiness and how you view the world is predetermined by your genetic code. Some people uh, have a predisposition or, or a genetic makeup for eye color, hair color, uh, certain illnesses or diseases. Well, your view of the world, your attitude, and your perspective is about 50% ingrained in your DNA. 10% is the external around, world around you. The beauty of that, Anthony, is that 40% is all how you view the world, the lens through which you view. The world, you view setbacks, you view opportunities. So that brings us to principle number two, which is a a very practical principle and something that you could pick up on is choose your attitude and own it. All right, so I started with attitude is everything, the power of positivity. Now choose your attitude and own it. If I were to say to you, Anthony, you woke up this morning, what was the very first thought that came to your mind?
0: When I woke up this morning, the first thing that, oh, I have a, a big day ahead. Big day ahead. Okay, okay.
1: So, so what I say is that's that's a pretty positive start. I I like that. Most people will answer this question. I ask them, they'll say, "Uh, "I don't know. I probably had to go to the bathroom, or I probably wanted some coffee." or I probably was trying to remember what day it was. I tell people this is a great exercise, a great tool for you to actually try. And while it sounds a little bit hokey, try it. It works. Mm -hmm. You Wake up tomorrow morning, I want you to reach over to your dresser. And whether you actually have glasses or you have symbolic glasses, put on your glasses and think about there are three types of glasses you can put on. Generally, I think people put on those blurry glasses. Uh, It's Wednesday and I... Gotta get going. Uh, what do I have? Uh, right, there, there's no sort of you're you're waiting to get the cobwebs out. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. some people reach over and grab their muddy glasses. These are the. Ugh, it's dark. It's cold. It's it's only Wednesday. I have a million things to do today. I I really don't feel like getting up. Ugh, this is miserable. Why not reach over and grab the third set, which is what I grabbed this morning? Those clear, bright glasses, and I said, "Woo!" It is Wednesday. It's a great day. We got some snow overnight, which is wonderful. I'm in bed next to uh, my wife, the woman I love. One of my children is home from college right now, which is really wonderful. I have a great day ahead of me. I have an opportunity to be on Anthony's podcast and talk about this. Tonight, I'm going out with some friends. Boom, look at that. I got those crystal clear glasses on. We are now 10 seconds, 10 seconds, this is the honest truth, into the day. And I've already rattled off six or seven things that I'm really excited and grateful for. Now, I realize... That starting the day that way may not be where your day goes. I understand, right? You you go through that whole exercise and you step out of bed and you twist your ankle and get hurt, right? That happens. You, you can't mm-hmm. control everything. But as Henry Ford said, the great entrepreneur Henry Ford said, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're probably Right. Why not set the roadmap for the day to positivity, gratefulness, and happiness the minute you open your eyes? Be proactive. Be deliberate. When you open your eyes tomorrow, I challenge your viewers to make a mental note. Right now, make a mental note like, ah, this guy's yelling about doing something, grateful, happy. When you wake up tomorrow morning, you open your eyes, boom, it's a beautiful day. I'm so grateful. I'm happy. Whatever it is, I can give you a million things. I'm happy to have a roof over my head. I'm happy to have uh, warmth in my house. I'm happy to be in a comfortable bed. I'm happy to be breathing. I'm happy to be able to step out of bed. I'm grateful to be able to go to downstairs and have breakfast. I can't wait to have some coffee. Boom. Look at that. I didn't even think within seconds you could rattle them off. So choose your attitude. Know it is the second principle. The third principle is little things make a big difference. And The beauty of this is I'm going to give you three or four tools here, real action items that are so simple. That, that I expect and want your viewers to say, really? Really, that's it? But that's the beauty of it, right? If I told you I'm going to give you these crazy tools and you're going to change your whole life, you're going to tune out. Or you're going to say, oh, that's interesting and never do it. So now I'm going to say, here are some really, really simple things that if you spend some time, and you think about and you're thoughtful, deliberate, and proactive, you'll live a happier, more productive, uh, better life. Here's the first one. You ready? Mm-hmm. Smile. 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 It's that simple, right? I, I deliberately wait and there it comes. There comes your smile. Because when I say it, I wait for people to react to it. Doesn't mm-hmm. it feel better when you're smiling? Like that That moment that you smile. So I tell people, be deliberate. You wake up in the morning, smile. You go down for breakfast, smile. You get in the car, smile. You get to the office, smile. You get on the phone, smile. You Wherever you go through the day, just, just smile. smile a little more. Not only do, are there chemicals in your brain that are activated as you smile, but those around you, there's a ripple effect. When you walk by somebody that you see smiling, you feel better. They feel better. So spend more time smiling. Spend more time celebrating. Find things to celebrate every day. Celebrate small wins. Celebrate successes celebrate another day on this earth. Whatever it is, we need to focus more on celebrating wins. And I I give a couple of examples in the book of of things that I've done to go out of my way to to celebrate. Another little, little thing makes a big difference, random acts of kindness. When was the last time you performed a random act of kindness? When was the last time you were the recipient of a random act of kindness? Well, today's your day. Today's an opportunity to go out and perform a random act of kindness. There was a um, metadata meta study done, uh, let's see, we're now in, 20, in 2022,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: demonstrated that the recipient of a random act of kindness appreciated that act substantially more than the doer, the performer, thought they would. Think about how powerful that is. Yeah, Little little things make a big difference is the third principle. There's a bunch more in there. I'm trying to give you a a really quick overview of the principles. I'll Mm -hmm. pause there and see if you have any questions before I keep ticking them off.
0: Yeah, and that's that's a good one. Uh, Attitude is everything. Give yourself a positive talk once you wake up in the morning, depending on the glasses that you choose to pick. Yep. Pick some bright glasses.
1: That's right. Right, and, shiny and clear it, glasses. It,
0: as you say, this it, it as you said it works better when you have a prop i mean maybe i it don't doesn't. wear glasses and i have some glasses i don't speak i don't pick shades i pick glasses that are clear that are going to show me a clear way ahead a beautiful day yeah and that's good and then thank you for sharing that hmm Oh, so moving along, I'm, I'm happy to share a couple
1: more principles if you want me to, Anthony. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So the fourth one is Minutes Matter. So the book talks a lot about the intersection, if you think about it, of happiness and positivity intersecting with urgency. So today's the day. Don't wait for tomorrow. So what Minutes Matter talks about is, is thinking about how you use your minutes. It does not. It does not. give You a roadmap to be more efficient with your time. This isn't a, a book that professes to give you more minutes in your day because I don't do that. It -hmm. also doesn't make judgments on how to use your minutes. So if you want to work versus be home with your family or you want to watch TV versus read, that's up to you. Each person should make that choice. The point of minutes matter is to be thoughtful and deliberate about how you use your minutes. And the, the example or the image I give people here is I say, I want you to think about a barrel. A barrel. So I, I think about a nice big wine barrel. You could f- think about whatever barrel you want. And in that barrel, in my barrel is a bunch of gold coins. Mm. So I deliberately choose gold coins and they represent my minutes left on this earth. Every time I do something, including right now, as I'm talking to you and your viewers, I reach into the barrel and I pull out gold coins. So I know you and I are going to spend about, I don't know, 45 to 60 minutes or 45 to 60 gold coins together. And I'm very thoughtful and deliberate about how I use my coins. And here Mm. are the two takeaways from this Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. one is you don't know how many coins are left in that barrel. Yeah. So be smart and thoughtful because you have no idea how many coins are in the barrel. And two, which I think is even more important, is we all have leaks in our barrel. Okay. Mm. So we have a barrel with a finite number of minutes left. And at the bottom, coins are disappearing, right? How many times have you gone through your day, your week, your month, and you're like, I'm running around as fast as I can. I have a to-do list. I have a million things to do and I just can't catch up and I don't know where I'm spending my time. I'll stop. All right. Today's the day to think about how am I using my minutes, make deliberate decisions. Look, you can't use every minute the way you always want to right? There's certain things here. I'm not sure everyone wants to do the laundry. I'm not sure everyone wants to clean the house, whatever those tasks are that we all have to do or, or choose to do. Some of them we don't love. But be thoughtful and deliberate and proactive in how we use our minutes. Don't let them just disappear. Don't let a day, a week, a month go by and have no idea where you're using your minutes. So the fourth principle is minutes matter. Uh, fifth principle, funny things are everywhere. Laugh often, laugh every day, laugh at yourself. Use humor as a way to make your day, your life, your perspective, a better perspective. And here I, I give some, some stories I tell in the book about my own father's funeral. I was at my father's funeral where I made a joke and made everybody laugh. And you want to talk about probably the last place that you could find humor. Actually, there are funny things everywhere. And, and that's the fifth principle. So That's five of the 10. I'll, I'll what pause was the, there.
0: What was the joke?
1: Oh, so the joke was, um, so it was I was in a small room in the in the funeral home and I could hear all of the the family, uh, you know, all the guests arriving out there and the doors closed. And it's myself, my brother, our spouses and maybe our kids. I can't remember. You know, it, this is the the private viewing for the family. The casket is open and this is the last time I'm going to see my dad. And We're looking down at, at the uh, at the casket and I have my phone in my pocket and my phone rings. My phone actually rings. And, and you would think, and if you could really just bring yourself to a moment like this, how startling this is. You're saying goodbye to someone you love for the last time. You're in a very somber and sad place and your phone rings. So, so a lot of people be like, oh, oh my God. You know, you're fishing around, you're trying to mute it. I didn't. And I reached in my pocket. I'm looking down at my dad. I'm like, hey, dad, how you doing? What are you up to these days? <laughs> Everyone looked at me with a moment of and then started cracking up. The whole room, it it was a mix of tears and laughter. And it just, it's a great example of no matter where you are what your situation is, find humor, soften the situation, welcome people in, instead of having a shield up, welcome people in with humor. I I tell another story in the book about um, a friend of mine, a friend that that somebody I, I grew up with, someone I went to high school with, and unfortunately his daughter was diagnosed with cancer when she was three years old and she was a survivor because she lived for five years and in, in one day she died when she was eight years old and and my friend greg talks about how his family used humor through this process as, as a way of coping as a way of bringing people together as a way of lightening a very difficult situation so funny things are everywhere is the fifth principle
0: yeah and and, and i agree with, I, I love that part. i kind of uh, love that part because i see a lot of people who are going through some uh, tough times, but then they are groomy, they are not uh, happy, they are sad, and whatever it is that you're going through, being sad, being groomy, doesn't make it better. No. Nope. I, I happen, um, and then you mentioned that, losing your father, I happen to have lost, and it's good that we talk, I mean, uh, I be vulnerable here, and talk about a sister I lost last year. Uh, she's been ailing for quite some time mm. but then this sister was someone who has who who was always positive and is a sister who would always find anything to laugh at right. so you go to visit her and she's she's in a you can see that she's been suffering for some time and by the time you're leaving that house you're going to laugh to leave that house crying from laughter not from from sadness because she should joke about just about everything she used to joke a lot about her health and i'm like whoa <laughs> and, That's it. and she lived for quite a, a long time uh, going undergoing some treatment and I'm like okay now it's her humor that it, oh, definitely is god who sustains her uh, through through, those these years but then her positive look on life her humor gave her more life and she she was always bright
1: no doubt no doubt. It's a beautiful story thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that with us it really just demonstrates the power of of humor funny things are everywhere is is the fifth principle
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah go ahead All right. Number six, learn, learn, learn. Every day is an opportunity to learn something new. Get out of your comfort zone, learn, try something new, a new hobby, a new, um, something that interests you. I I talk here about the work of Carol Dweck. Carol Dweck is a, a professor and researcher who talks about a, a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset and too often too many of us think everything we we're going to learn. We already know we're not comfortable admitting, oh, this is something new, I need to learn something new. So I, I encourage people to think about a growth mindset and find something totally new. get out of your comfort zone. and I talk in the, in the book a couple of times where I did this and, and where other people have just, uh, again, totally something unrelated to who you are, what you're about. So so learn, learn, learn. The next one is passion. You know, too often I hear people talk about their purpose. they're searching mm-hmm. for their life purpose or they know their life purpose or their. They're grappling with their life purpose and I tell people stop, stop with the purpose because purpose feels like something grand. It feels like I have a purpose in life and I'm trying to figure that out. What is my purpose? Rather, I encourage people think about your passions, chase your passions, find your passion. We all have passions that we don't spend enough of those precious minutes. Remember, minutes matter. Mm-hmm. investing in our passions figure out what excites you when when i say what where do you like to spend your time what do you like to read about what do you like to talk about figure out what your passion is and by the way passions change you may have a passion now that you didn't have in the past and you may have a different passion later this year than you do have right now mm-hmm. but spend time figuring out your passion and 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 investing your time energy and resources in your passion you'd be amazed how I've interviewed hundreds of people over the years in, in my career, all different levels, You know, entry-level interns to yeah. C-suite to, to board members. And I always ask people, what is your passion? And it's mm-hmm. amazing to me how often people look at me like, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, you mean like business or personal? I'm like, no, it doesn't matter. What's your passion? Maybe it is your business. For me, it's this book. It's Life is Too Short, Guy. It's making the world happier every day. And I spend every minute I can right now, Spreading this message, so that's my passion. Three to go, Anthony. Let me let me bang out these three real quickly before we run out of time. Okay. Take a chance. Take a chance and get it done today. Today's your day to do what you want to do. Don't wait for tomorrow. And here I talk about um, a a a book called "The uh, Five Regrets of the Dying." It's written by an Australian palliative care nurse, and she makes the argument. You know, when when people are on their deathbeds, their biggest regret. Their biggest regret mm-hmm. is the regret of what they didn't do, mm.
0: which is
1: pretty mind-boggling. When I mean, you think about it, very rarely do people uh, at end of life have regrets for doing something stupid, for for making a mistake in life. More often than not, people have regrets of the relationship they never fixed, the relationship they never built, the career opportunity they never took, the risk they never took, the hobby they never tried. Take a chance and get it done today. And I emphasize today because tomorrow is not guaranteed. The ninth principle is can't make it alone. Mm -hmm. Think about what happened during COVID and think about how important we all realized social networks are. Mm -hmm. Here I refer to the Harvard study. I don't know if you're familiar with the Harvard study, but there's a Harvard study on what makes a good life. A a new book on it came out last year. It's been around since the 1930s. So in in the late 1930s, uh, Harvard professors started a study with 256 Harvard sophomores to follow them for the rest of their life on what makes a good life. Physical assessments, so physical exams, mental assessments, surveys, ongoing the rest of their life. And then the 1940s, a group of, of about 450 inner city Boston area youth were added to this study. So now you have about 700 people that the Harvard researchers followed and they're following to this day, their entire lives, their children, their grandchildren, annual assessments. Think about how much data and the most amazing thing is uh, what makes a good life. What's the key takeaway? One sentence, the power of social networks. Mm. What makes a good life. And and here's a statistic that will really blow your mind that that I love, especially given my age. I love to talk about this. Mm -hmm. Those at age 50, that self identified as having the strongest social network. Mm -hmm. Okay. 30 years later at age 80, we're physically, the uh, physically, the healthiest mentally, the healthiest in terms of dementia and the happiest. So think about that. 50, 50 year olds who said, I have a strong social network. I have people that I can count on. I have people that believe in me. I have people that are there for me. Mm -hmm. I, I have invested my time and resources in social networks 30 years later, Physically and mentally, the healthiest and the happiest. That's pretty powerful. And here we wow. go. You ready, Anthony? Number ten, the final really? principle of, of the life is too short. Guy, live today. Don't wait for tomorrow. Live today. Don't wait for tomorrow. And here I take people on a little bit of a of an exercise. And and if I have a minute, I'll take you on this little journey with me.
0: Yeah, go um, ahead. I
1: tell people to to close your eyes. So I want you to close your eyes, all of your viewers and listeners that are not driving. I want you to close your eyes and go on a journey with me. And we, we're walking on a beautiful spring day, and, and, you know, that varies depending on where in the world you are, but you, you, you picture the beautiful quintessential birds chirping, the, you could hear the, the bee flying around, you could smell the fresh cut grass, you could feel, feel the sun beaming down on your face, not too hot, but just truly beautiful. You, you can feel the grass up against your ankles as you walk through the field, and as you look out in the distance, you, you see something popping out of the ground. You get a little bit closer and you realize that it's it's a couple of foot tall piece of granite. Now you look more carefully and you realize that your name is on it. You're now staring at your own tombstone. And I ask people before opening their eyes to think about and imagine what the second line down would be. So you now have your name on the top line, the second or third line will be those three or four words to capture the essence of your entire life. Hmm. Okay, Think about that for a minute and as you do, you could, you could start to open your eyes because I, I know that we don't have a lot of time, mm-hmm. um, but I want people to think about what are those three or four words that are the essence of their life? And then I want you and your listeners and viewers to think about what, what would you say at your own funeral in terms of your eulogy? So I want you to think about three or four themes, three or four themes mm-hmm. that capture the essence of who you are. Three or four words on your tombstone, very short, three or four themes to to talk about what your life was about to those that knew you, to those that loved you, to those that are coming out to your funeral. Now, write down three or four sentences for your own obituary. So they may not all be the same. Remember, your obituary is people that have never met you. Three or four words on your tombstone, three or four themes for your eulogy, three or four sentences for your obituary. Step back, look at what you just wrote down, and think, is that the life I'm living? If not, live today. Don't wait for tomorrow. That's it. There you have it, Anthony. Ten principles uh, of Litzig and Life is Too Short Guy and making every day the best day wow.
0: <laughs> Sure, this is a Life is Too Short Guy. He uses that time that he's been given to Boom. maximize whatever value that he has to bring on. That's it.
1: I, I, I truly hope your viewers took away something positive and, and life-altering in a, in a great way.
0: And and you know what? They took it from your example. You're using your example to live your life. And uh, it's just because we've just come to uh, the summary of this episode. But before we go, I would like you to tell us now, you've shared with us 10 of them, but then I like asking the people who come to my podcast to leave us with something, just that one thing, one thing that we should never forget, which is it?
1: Attitude is everything, the power of positivity. That's it. It's the foundation, the power of positivity. It makes me who I am. It makes you who you will be. Attitude is everything, the power of positivity.
0: Wow, that's a good one. The power of positivity. That's the overall thing that we should always remember.
1: It'll change your life.
0: It'll change your life. Okay. Yeah, because if you're positive, that's uh, the only way that you can enjoy uh, bad weather in the snow you're happy That's the only time that you can find something to love in a sad minute that's and exactly right you are positive that's when you are going to embrace every challenge that you're meeting to make you work hard at it and uh, overcome it
1: that's exactly right
0: the power of positivity thank you very much it's been my pleasure Yes, we really appreciate you coming, and we also appreciate all the viewers that have been with us or the listeners. And if you've watched this or listened to this after we are through, we also thank you for your time. Uh, thank you very much. You can always leave us a comment. We appreciate. And uh, as we are going, maybe some people are asking themselves, "Hey, how can I get to follow up?" You know, it's it's very important that people, the kind of people that you surround yourself with and uh, there are people who know this so they are very very uh, proactive in having people positive people around them so someone is asking how can i be a, a close to scott white how can they <laughs> How can they do that? How can they that? That would work? be wonderful.
1: Look, the, the most amazing thing of this journey is hearing from people that have, have taken this to heart, that have, have gotten something positive out of it. So please reach out. You can find all my contact details on my website at lifeistoshortguy.com. That's lifeistoshortguy.com. You can learn there about how you can buy the book. If you're interested in my speaking platform, I'm traveling the world now, speaking at conferences, companies, sales teams, all sorts of arenas to make your work environment to make your life a little bit happier. So reach out. I'd love to hear from you.
0: Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing that. So once again, the website is www.lifeistoshortguy.com. Go there and connect with Scott. Scott. And um, yeah, make today your best day ever. Tomorrow your best day ever. Every day your best day ever. So that's about it. This has been Now uh, Tell Us. I have been your host, Anthony Moyrore, and together with our wonderful, happy guy, uh, Scott White, today we tell you, we, we, we say, go and make your best life today. Thank you, and bye for now. Bye.